is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Allie here along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. And guess what, guys? It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Ah! <laughs> well, so glad you guys are along for the ride today. Let's get started on that musical journey. Woo, let's do it. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're gonna have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Up first today, Phil Collin of Def Leppard. You know Def Leppard from these massive hits. Def Leppard's main guitarist, Phil Collin, is going to talk all things Def Leppard. You'll also hear about the current tour he's on, the G3 tour with other guitar greats, Joe Satriani and John Petrucci. And you'll hear about his latest project, Delta Deep, and how it came to be. This guy is full of creative juice. You're going to hear all about what makes him tick artistically, what inspires him, and some behind-the-scenes Def Leppard stories. Don't miss this interview today. Rachel, who's next? Then we're going to throw you a bone. You're in for a treat because the dog bowl is here. TV journalist and animal activist joins your weekend to tell you all about the first annual Dog Bowl. Now, you've heard on the show all about the Puppy Bowl that takes place during halftime of the Super Bowl. This is something different. This is the Dog Bowl for senior dogs up for adoption. You're going to get the scoop on how this show came about, the awesome dogs that are involved in this gridiron, and you'll hear some details on adopting a senior dog. And the Dog Bowl premieres February 3rd at 7 p.m. Central on Animal planet and will be re-airing throughout the weekend. Yes, the show goes to the dogs with Jill a little later on. Okay, Allie, who's next? Well, then you're going to meet cookbook author Stacy Billis. Her cookbook, Make It Easy, is a collection of delicious and easy recipes that can be prepared in advance, and who doesn't love that? Absolutely. You might get some cool snack recipe ideas for Super Bowl Sunday and some easy snack ideas to make for your kids on those busy school days. Who doesn't love an easy, portable snack? Mm-hmm. Before we go to break, Allie, your family was in for some interesting cooking this week. Yes, Rachel, and as you guys know, I am not the best chef in the world, but I tried out some new recipes this week, and one of them was an Instant Pot barbecue chicken. This recipe called for spices like Cuban, onion pepper, garlic, salt, pepper, paprika, and chili flakes. So I uh, I kind of eyeballed all the spices when I put them in, not quite measuring them completely. And after it was done, my son Luke tasted it, and he was like, Mom, can I have a fade spice? And I was like, a fade spice? And he's like, yeah, you know, a spice that makes all the other spices fade. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have something like that. Yeah, how easy would that be to just pour on a little fade? 
Well, you know what? We're going to pour on a little sugar. Ah, we are. <laughs> Up next, Phil Collin of Def Leppard. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you know Phil Collin as the lead guitarist for one of the world's greatest rock bands, Def Leppard. But what you might not know is that he also has another band, blues rock and soul music, called Delta Deep. Now, Delta Deep has a live album that just came out January 26th, and Phil is also currently on the G3 tour with other guitar greats, Joe Satriani and John Petrucci. And he starts a Def Leppard tour on May 21st. This guy is busy. So you're going to hear about all things Phil Collins, Def Leppard, and Delta Deep right now. Phil Collins, rock and roll elite, Def Leppard and Delta Deep. Wow, I like that. Thank you. That's great. Uh-huh. Can't you do the questions like that as well? <laughs> Can't you sing the question? Only the intro, but that would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> so now the idea for Delta Deep came together when you were jamming with your wife's godmother, Debbie Blackwell Cook. So tell us about that story. Well, she sung at our wedding. She's done an a cappella version of The Man I Love by Ella Fitzgerald. And it was awesome. I'm like, wow, my God, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, and then just by hanging out with her, you know, she wasn't long before, you know, we'd just start singing together. And um, she also sings with Michael Bublé and has sung with Luther Vandross. Yeah, she sung before the Pope. Yeah, she's been around like, you know, the gospel soul kind of voice. And so we just got this thing together and uh, people okay. were going, oh my God, where can we buy this? Um, so we thought we'd better write some songs. So we did, and that turned into Delta Deep. Okay, and then you got some other members. We got Forrest Robinson, who used to play with India R.E. That's where I met him years ago. Such an amazing drummer. What was funny when I met him, I mean, he played with TLC, the Crusaders with Joe Sample, like really deep, powerful, great musician. He said, all I really want to do is play double kick drum metal. And we're like, what? <laughs> so I played in Forrest in a demo, and he said, you know, I have to be the drummer on this. Okay. Uh, and then my friend knew Robert DeLeo, and he said, you know, he's a Motown James Jameson disciple on right. the bass. And I said, no. Mm. Uh, so I love the Stone Temple Pilot stuff. And then uh, we met with Robert, and it just clicked. And then we finished the album. We went on tour. Okay. And the sound changed a bit. It became more defined, and it was like living, breathing entity. And that released from East Coast Live. And we started our second studio album as well. It's amazing. It's got more recipe. You know, it's got hard rock gospel song really cool so i'm loving the growth you know as an artist right. that's what you have to do now the live album was from a performance at daryl's house a magical night so kind of describe that night for us and what went right something clicked i mean it was really musician friendly you know daryl Hall's, right. he designed this place so that it would be the stage was great all the recording equipment even the dressing everything about it was right and then the audience was right, you know, the people that came out to it. Um, it was just relaxed. It was fun. It just kind of wasn't really us. It went somewhere else, almost trance-like. We heard that back and we went, there's no way we're going to get anything better than this. Awesome. I imagine your performances with Def Leppard and with G3 and with Delta Deep are all different sides of you. Do you feel like each of those performances informs the other? And how would you describe how different it is from each performance? The way I look at it is being inspired and the trajectory of an artist is to grow. And like I've got in my phone, you know, just ideas, so many ideas. And 
by doing this, it, it kind of allows that to, to keep moving forward, to be right. totally inspired. And not just by musicians. You know, it could be a book, it could be a movie, it could be a painting. You know, you get inspired by all sorts of things. And, yeah. You know, I travel so much, so it makes me grow. You know, we do a jam every night with, with Joe Satriani and John Petrucci, and uh, uh-huh. it, even that's been developing. We're actually creating music. It's not like a competition. We actually have started blending and creating moods and magical music and it's amazing that's the plan really you know right do you feel bound by genres no i I don't i've never really been the stereotype i've always kind of ignored that and and you know just liked what i've liked and just followed my own path and i I see a lot of people they fall down because they get too genre specific even in their you know private life they fall into you know stereotypes so i've never done that and i think by listening to really diverse collection of music and stuff and styles and cultures and and everything it just really helps everything i do it's amazing so it sounds like your inspirations come from a lot of different areas like the arts does it inspire you to also want to do things in like the visual arts or other types of projects yeah i just recently painted 30 pairs of trainers there's a 604 is a company up in vancouver canada and i walked into their studio come shop was blown away you know they put art onto sneakers and i got talking to james lepp the the owner and i said i'd done you know 30 guitars for jackson's anniversary i just literally splashed paint like jackson pollock style and wrote my name phil in japanese in, in white ink okay. and the guitars look great we've done 30 of them and so i ended up doing the same thing on, on 30 pairs of sneakers they sold out within a day oh how cool yeah so you're very creative, not just in the musical realm, but also in the visual arts as well. Well, all these things start flowing, you know. We've had the craziest week ever, you know. The Def Leppard catalogue just went digital. So, you right. know, we can stream us, you can download us. And, you know, the reason we held out, the time wasn't right. You know, we felt really strong about the effort and all the blood, sweat and tears we'd put into it. We didn't want to just give it away back then and the time was right we came up with a great compromise with a label universal they've been absolutely amazing yeah and moving forward it's really super exciting we're, yeah. we're loving it yeah you were one of the last multi-platinum selling acts to actually put your music up for streaming and downloading and then joe elliott said that you didn't want to release just an album here or an album there so this time when you did it you did it big so everything is available is that right yeah absolutely yeah okay. and it's did up you- there now did you all agree on that perspective? We've agreed on it for the last 12 years. It was just getting the right thing. You know, our manager, Howard Hoffman, who unfortunately passed away last year, had been working on that. And he'd also been training Mike Kobayashi, our current manager, you know, to take the reins and take it from there. And, you know, he reached a, a deal with the label and that we all thought was great mm-hmm. for, for us right now in this day and age. And uh, we're really, really pleased and happy about it. Yeah, that was a big release. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, right now you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, and we're talking with guitar great Phil Collin of Def Leppard. He's also telling you about one of his other current projects, his band Delta Deep, and he's currently on the G3 tour with two other guitar greats, Joe Satriani and John Petrucci. Okay, so now you're going on tour with Def Leppard. May 21st, you're going to be touring with Journey, so tell us about that. With two of them before in 2006, we had a great time. They're an awesome band, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's similarities. You know, we both had, like, massive songs in the 80s that ended up being massive songs in the 2000s. You know, Don't Stop Believing. That and Pour Some Sugar Man are probably, like, the most popular rock songs of all time. Right. It's really cool that we're actually getting out and doing this stuff together. Mm-hmm. How would you describe backstage with Def Leppard? How is that different than backstage with Delta Deep? 
Um, it's not really just a smaller dressing room in, in Delta Deep. It's the same kind of vibe, you know. Yeah. Try and eat healthy, do all that. And, and you know, the main priority is the show. Right. You know, a lot of people go, oh, don't you miss the 80s? And, and it's like, well, not really. You know, the priority is the show and the music. You know, we always base their whole thing on substance and, uh-huh. and instead of image. Same thing with the show. You want to create a great environment so that people go, oh, it's the best show I've ever seen. Now, was it like you know, that for you in the 80s as well? That was your objective? Or has it moved more towards that as time has gone on? It's always been our objective, but okay. it's got more streamlined towards that because uh-huh. we realize how important that is. I, I do. When I go and see another band, if it's not right, you go, oh, my God, this is so disappointing. We really work hard on that. Exactly. Now, going back in Def Leppard, you lost your good friend and fellow Def Leppard guitarist Steve Clark at the height of success. So what would you say got you through that time? I expected it because, you know, it was going to end badly. You know, you, you yes. knew that. But um, just miss him all the time, like always, you know. Mm-hmm. still have dreams and I get to talk to him and stuff like that, which is pretty weird. But, um, you know, he was my best friend. and It was more than that. We'd created this sound and everything. So, right. um, yes. Yeah, fact of life you know we all, we all got to go at some point right it do you think that easy. led you to wanting to take care of yourself more i'd already started that you know i think one of the things i i didn't like the fact that i was drinking so much and yeah. couldn't control myself mm-hmm. so that's really what kicked that off i stopped drinking and started jogging which I, I don't really like doing but it really was great to get me into something else and then before you know it it developed into other things like martial arts and just doing research on your own body and, and everything. You know, I have a trainer in LA, uh, Eric the Trainer, he's on this TV show, Celebrity Sweat. Okay. He is amazing. He's got this whole new routine um, as we age, so you don't injure yourself, so you don't pull a tendon or uh, break something. So um, I've been doing that, and that's been remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea of just updating all the time, you know? Yep, covering lots of ground here on the Mulberry Lane Show with Phil Collin of Def Leppard. More musical chat with Phil right after this. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. behind the songs back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane if you're just joining us you're joining right in the middle of a chat with phil collin of Def leopard now phil has many musical projects going on of course the recent digital release of the whole Def leopard catalog also a brand new album with his group delta deep and he also plays with joe satriani and john petrucci on the g3 tour So this is one busy, creative guy. Let's get back for more chat with Phil Collin of Def Leppard. I want to talk about when Rick Allen lost his arm in the accident. At that point, when you heard he wanted to learn to drum again and stay with the band, what was your thought? You know, um, Matt Langer had gone in and put the bug in his ear. You know, he said, with all these electronics and that, you could easily just use this leg instead of this arm uh-huh. and so when me and Steve Clark went to visit Rick in hospital he was already practicing on the edge of the bed mm. he was all bandaged up like a mummy and uh, he said you know like nothing had happened yeah. he said yeah I'm going to do this so you know we, we just 
said, whatever you want to do. And, you know, we were in the middle of the album. We, we always do our drums last. It's not like, you know, that kind of interfered with, with what... I did same Delta Deep, we do the same thing, drums last. Same okay. with the Tesla album, drums last. You've got time. You can do whatever you want. So we developed that new way of playing. It was great. So you put the drums on last or you developed the drums last? Always, always do the drums last, yeah, okay. because, you know, it's, otherwise it interferes with the songwriting. You know, you, right. you can, you, you're not bound. So, I mean, a lot of the time we historically, mm-hmm. traditionally change stuff all the time. We go, oh, yes, take this out. Yeah. If you've got a drum track that you're playing along to, and, you know, we, we change the, the vibe of it and everything, you know. So, right. even like the song Animal, you know, Joe done this lead vocal and Mutt said, I don't like this backing track. Let's change the music. We actually kept the lead vocal and changed the whole backing track. Wow. So, and that was our first hit single, actually. Yeah. That, that is awesome. really interesting because I think there's quite a few producers that would say, oh, that's the groove of the song, and they would be afraid to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I disagree. I think that a song that you record is immortal. And then, unless you're alive, unless you're a Stanley Clark, unless you're a band that does that and we're not our songs is our our thing and so you know when Queen done Bohemian Rhapsody I'm sure they didn't go oh we're not going to be able to do this live they went you know we're going to make the best thing ever and I was very inspired by that you know we were when we done Love Bites you know it was Uh so complex there was so many vocals there was so many guitar parts Uh Uh, it went to number one in the billboard charts and we'd never played it together and we were actually like oh we better learn this. Yeah. And it was really difficult. We had two days off in Vancouver, funny enough, and uh, we got this song together and uh, started playing. Now it's easy now. We, we'd like, easy, easy, easy. But at the time when we were trying to figure it out. It was, yeah, to cover well, all those parts and get it to sound yeah. good. Uh-huh. So you're of the school of thought that you just make the best creation you can in the studio and then you learn later how to. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. yeah, worry about that later because, you know, as we're finding out now, you know, with Pour Some Sugar being as popular as it was right. back in, in when we done it. And all this stuff going digital, I, I think, you know, it's it's really important to do that. And then, yeah, the song is more worry about the live version when you have to worry about it. Now, did you know it was a magical song when you guys recorded Pour Some Sugar on Me? Kind of, because uh, we'd finished the rest of the album and Joe was playing the chorus on an acoustic guitar in the hallway and Matt Langer came up and went, what's that? Uh-huh. And he said, oh, I don't know. He said, it's some new thing. I'm just a thing. He said, okay, you know, hold the presses. We're going to turn that into a song. Okay. And he did. And we got that song done in 10 days. Okay. You know, the rest of the album took like three years, and we got that one down in 10 days. You know, he, he thought that the jigsaw puzzle had a missing piece, and, and that was it. So, yes. you know, down to Matt again, you know, I mean, you know, we, we have to give all the credit to him. He's amazing. Still is. He's, he's great. So, now, do you, you know, guys still was, work with Matt? <clears throat> We don't because he's busy doing other stuff. But I, I worked with him a couple of years ago, and uh, and I still speak to him. And he's amazing. He's so yeah. inspiring yeah. as a person as well. You know, he's just unique. And, and what, the hardest working person I've ever met in my life. So is that what inspires you about him as a person? Is his work ethic or other things as well? Oh, it's everything. But you know, because that's one of the elements that makes him so great. Is, right. Is, you know, I can remember many times actually. You know, getting so far into a song. And you're sitting there in a room and you're playing guitar, acoustic or whatever. We're sitting around and you wake up and it's the morning and you're lying on the floor. I yeah. mean, we've done that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> you work till you pretty much drop. Rock till you drop. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collin of Def Leppard and Delta Deep here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, your work ethic, do you think you 
always had that or do you think that you were inspired by the people around you and the music and the projects that you kind of became a hard worker? I was like that, but I needed guidance and that changed everything. Okay. You know, but when you see really successful people, yeah. Prince, uh-huh. Michael Jackson, you know, those people, that's what they do. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, it's, it's no secret to get greatness you have to work your ass off at it you right. really have to work hard and and, and again I, I did learn that from Mark you know he would go yeah you know yeah. It, it takes more than just doing that otherwise everyone would be doing it exactly. you know? and, and yeah. that's why there's so much lame stuff out there and less great stuff because people are not prepared to put that, that hard work in right so now how do you balance the hard work with the family life and taking care of yourself was that kind of hard to find that balance no Absolutely not. I just grab it when I can. You know, um, you know, we live in California, and I go okay. down to uh, Laguna Beach, uh-huh. and me and my wife really like a vacation. We're on the beach, and it's like, wow, this is great. Then we go home. I see my kids. My kids are all spread out all over the place. You know, Rory is in California. I get to see him all the time. My two daughters, Charlotte and Savannah, there in South Carolina. I was just out there. I was, and saw Samantha. She just turned 13. I was there for her birthday. So I have to do that. I have to fit all that in. And, you know, and just having the time off and doing the very different things actually fuels all the other stuff. So, you know, I love that. It's great. The yin and the yang works hand in hand. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I want to go back to something you said a little bit earlier. So you record a lot of your ideas on your iPhone, right? Yes. So do you get these ideas in the middle of the night as well? Always. Okay. Right, at any time. Uh-huh. Yes. And then do you always record them? Do you ever delay or do you always do it right away? You have to do it right away because if you don't, the amount of times I've actually written the best song in the world yes. ever and then gone, oh, it's so good, I remember that. And then you completely <laughs> forgot. That's exactly like right. lyrics. Yeah. Yes. So you have to do it there and then yeah and it's great because you probably later on can listen to it and then figure out what project it fits in the most absolutely and and sometimes they overlap you know like we a delta deep song called sea of love Uh and it ended up being on the last Def leopard album and and there was another delta deep song called uh, say that goodness for yourself i played that to brian wheat of tester and he went we have to do that has to be a tester song their last single actually which was last year Uh so um yeah, so it, sometimes it overlaps, but it's great. You know, why not? Right, exactly. See, I just produced the new Tesla album. It'll be out probably in the summer. And I'm blown away with how it came out. It's just it's so diverse. It's a, a cross between Queen, Aerosmith, ACDC, and the Beatles. If you can imagine in between all of that, that's what it sounds like. Wow, awesome. So Delta Deep is performing on some of the G3 tour dates. Is that right? Yeah, actually, pretty much all of them. So is your set some of Just You and then some of Delta Deep, or is it all Delta Deep? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we kick off with a couple of instrumentals. One's like a jazz rock fusion classic, a Billy Cobham song, uh-huh. and crazy, the sound of the band. You know, we, we, we do that. Now, do you think there'll ever be an album with you and Joe Satriani and John Petrucci? Uh, I'd like to. I mean, I'd, I'd done this song, Yo to Joe, last year, and... Uh, uh, Joe played on it, so we're actually playing together on a song. So uh, uh-huh. that was really cool. And then obviously that's up on iTunes now as well, and, okay. and the Phil Collins. So yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. We want to thank you so much, Phil Collins, for joining us today and for opening up about Def Leppard and Delta Deep and the G3 tour. East Coast Live is out now, yeah. and people can catch you on tour, G3 tour or Def Leppard this spring. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. That's great. 
Phil Collin of Def Leppard here on the Mulberry Lane Show. We're going to take you to break first with the song off of Delta Deep's East Coast Live new album called Shuffle Sweet. Then we're going to go into Def Leppard's massive hit that you heard the behind the scenes story on today, Pour Some Sugar on Me. Keep it right here. Got you covered. The Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Well, you've heard all about the Puppy Bowl here on the show before. That's the event that takes place during the Super Bowl halftime on Animal Planet. Now, this year, Animal Planet is adding the Dog Bowl, which this one is going to take place Saturday, 7 p.m. Central. And this one features older rescue dogs available for adoption. To give you the whole scoop on this new show is former Today Show correspondent, award-winning animal activist, and host of the Dog Bowl, Jill Rappaport. Animal Planet Dog Bowl, hear about it with Jill Rappaport, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show, Jill. I love it. (laughs) That's great. I would sing a little longer, but my six rescue dogs are already putting their head under the covers here, so i got to be careful. I don't belt one out because it will not be pretty. Oh, great. Well, this is a really cool concept. So this will be the first year for the Dog Bowl. So kind of talk about how the show came about. Well, I've been so blessed. I mean, rescue adoption is my oxygen, and I've been doing it for years, saving thousands of animals, and I've been fortunate enough to be part of the Puppy Bowl hosting this pup close and personal segments, which tell all the backstories of the adorable puppies and how they got to the gridiron, all pretty scary, frightening situations where they needed a home and got one, which is the best news of all. And I've always thought, being that I'm a little older myself, not quite a puppy anymore, (laughs) wouldn't it be great to shine a light on the older animals in need? This has been my dream and hope. I've always been about the underdogs of the shelter system, and we have dogs in this show up until 16 years old, and people are going to flip out. They're adorable, vibrant, wonderful, loving, and I'll tell you, you adopt one of these animals, the best gift in the world for you, not only them. Well, you know, what's interesting is I recently adopted a senior dog, and she has just oh. been amazing. She's already trained. She's calm. I, I'm nothing against puppies. Who doesn't love a puppy? And my goal is opt to adopt. Anytime someone wants to go into a shelter, I'm like, yahoo, go girl, go boy. But the truth is, when they do get in, they don't want the older pet. Often, like society, older is often overlooked. Right. And so what people like you now realize is that the old been there, done that. They're the best animals in the world. And the other thing, and it's proven time and time again, and I'm a witness to it, don't look at the number, look at the personality, look at the connection, because what you see when you bring them into the home, they often shock you how often they thrive and live on well past the years ever expected because they were saved and loved. It's, it's, I've heard it time and time again. Uh-huh, it's beautiful to see. So now what can people expect when they see the dog bowl? 
What will it be like? Well, Dog Bowl is 60 minutes of heart and soul. Of course, we have the gridiron. Interesting, when we first you know, filmed it, that here we have 50 new, some big, some small, but older dogs, all meeting for the first time and interacting. And you might be thinking, wow, did everyone get along? It was a miracle. And I wow. really believe, because rescue animals have a certain spirit, I feel like they knew that this was their moment to this really get their, their message out, and they put their best paw forward to show the world how great they are, because we did not have one incident of anything other than love and play. The show is going to slay you. We have backstories of football players who've devoted their life to helping older pets. It's very story-driven as well as game-driven, but it's different from Puppy Bowl in that it is more story-driven, but it's heart and soul. And again, it's a weekend of telling the world, please adopt. That's what's so great about both shows. So now, are people able to adopt the dogs? These dogs are all up for adoption. Some will have already been spoken for. I'm, you know, if some are left, hey, that's great. But if some aren't, and you see one in the show that you oh, have to have, guess what? Go to your local shelter, and I guarantee another one will speak to you. But what I want to really encourage your listeners to do is that when you go into a shelter, and especially if they're older, they're often dumped, you know, literally unceremoniously dumped, and it's very terrifying, and it's not the same pet you will have two weeks, a month later. Mm-hmm. So when you go in and you see that little frosted mug, and they're curled up in the back of the cage with the tail tucked under. That's not the personality that they have and possess and that you will see. TV journalist Jill Rappaport telling you all about the dog bowl here on the Mulberry Lane Show. How many dogs do you have? I have six rescue dogs, six, uh, six do- that I've adopted, and I have, they're up to 16 years old now, and um, I can't keep up with them. I have six horses here, six dogs, okay. and my life is like I walk around with a lint brush attached to my hip, you know? <laughs> so one of my rescues is in, featured in the show, one okay. of my dachshunds, my senior wiener, Ruby. She's my super sidekick in the show, so she's there with me, and we're doing the, the interviews backstage together, and she's giving everybody a paw five and all that and you know she's really hysterical and i know once people air the show and it's our inaugural year you need this to live on for years to come because it will make a huge difference for the older pet don't you think absolutely and i just feel so incredible like you you have this beautiful show with your family you're able to reach so many people and isn't it great when you can reach all these people with a message of saving a life i mean that that's what it's all about that's our job that's what we need to do they have so much still to give and so much love and people really get to know the stories behind the animals too it makes for wonderful tv viewing the stories are just so amazing and what's really great in the show wait till you meet the people behind the older pets i mean it's definitely a special breed You'll, you'll cry happy tears which is what we want to do and then ultimately we want to get you in to take an older animal yes and i can vouch for that that it was a really really good decision for us and our family so there's a certain joy, and when you know that you've taken an older one and they start going into the teens and you think, wow, not only would they never have been here X amount of years ago, but they're even living longer because of what I've done. Right. It's just a very important message, and as a mother, you know, for your children, it's a great message and a great lesson to teach your children, right? Absolutely. And, Jill, we want to thank you so much for bringing the show to us, and we will definitely be tuning in and watching. Well, I wanted to tell you I love you. are just a joy, and I would love to come back to tell you the success stories because again it's all about the light at the end of the tunnel and i know it will be brighter than ever let's do it okay thank you so much thank you jill check out the dog bowl hosted by jill rapaport airing this weekend on animal planet 
When we come back, you're going to meet a mom blogger and chef. Hear all about her new cookbook featuring snacks. Stacy Billis is up next. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, she's one hungry mama, and we are all the better for it. Stacy Billis is a food editor with a master's in child development, and she's the mom behind the popular food blog, One Hungry Mama. Now, her recent cookbook, Make It Easy, will take the question and mystery out of preparing meals and snacks for your active kids. She's joining your weekend right now to help you serve up smiles at your house. Welcome, welcome to the show, Stacy Billis. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Ah, this is awesome. Yeah. Let's start with the after-school snacks right before their activities start. Well, I am so glad that you started with snacks because I feel like that is the craziest time of day for us parents. We're busy. I'm trying to wrap up work. I got to pick up the boys and then get them to their respective after school activities. And they're famished. I'm famished. Right. And <laughs> everybody's hangry. Everybody's <laughs> hangry. And we're going to try to avoid that today. Okay. Um, but absolutely, you need something portable. You need something easy. You need something nutritious. You don't want to spoil dinner. So there's right. a lot going on. So in my cookbook, Make It Easy, of course I have recipes. These are easy recipes. Most of them take 30 minutes or less. Okay. But I also wanted parents to have more than just recipes, right? Because we don't always have time to cook from scratch. Right. So I wanted them to have some back pocket ideas. I call them no recipes. Okay. And then I also wanted them to know what to grab at the supermarket that they could feel good about feeding their kids. Right. It was also a time saver for them. Because so. you find yourself reaching for things and you think, oh, wait a minute, you know, that's not healthy. And then you end up leaving the Absolutely. store without anything. <laughs> Absolutely. So my supermarket guide was made exactly to avoid that. It's literally a list of brands that I researched as a busy mom that I love. These are shortcuts, time savers. You know, they make products that you can pack your pantry and you know whatever you need to grab, you're going to feel good feeding your kids. Or if the kids go in there themselves and grab it, you know. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because really, let's pull kids into the kitchen and have them help out. That's really, really important. For snacks, some of my back pocket ideas. I love having hard-boiled eggs on hand. These are packed with protein. You can make them on Sunday and have them all week long. Just save them in the shell, and kids can grab and go. Same. Also, they double up as breakfast, so that's a beautiful thing. Uh Uh-huh, and they're portable. Oh, they're portable, right? (laughs) Love that. Need that. So I also have ham and cheese roll-ups here. Again, super easy. You can wrap them in parchment paper, tuck them into Tupperware, and have them all week long. Okay. My kids are obsessed with dates because they are so sweet and it's all natural. Mm-hmm. I stuff dates with cream cheese that's been mixed with a little bit of cinnamon. Mm. You get a ton of natural sweetness, okay. no added sugar. Again, you can make them ahead of time, pack them, and go. Okay. Now, for those kids who go straight to their athletic practices from school, they don't even have the home time. What can we send with them in the morning so that they can just get that pick-me-up before practice starts? Absolutely. I was just going to say a huge thing is also having your pantry packed with those snacks 
They're grab and go. They're ready. They will last in the backpack right. all day long, right? Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite brands for after-school snacks is Made in Nature. They make the most fantastic organic snacks that have nothing added to them. Their new product are these nut butter-filled figgy pops. Oh, my gosh. We are obsessed with these things. They're basically energy bites already made. They are made with nuts, seeds, dried fruit, cashew butter, almond butter. You'll look at the ingredients list. You will recognize everything there. Convenient package, grab-and-go, portioned out, available at Walmart and Target. Okay. It doesn't get easier. And they like so it. It's, I it tastes it. good. Oh, they love it. It tastes good. I love it. I have to admit, I love the size of this bag because then I get to eat some too. Okay, and one thing great about your blog is, you know, you dispense a lot of information, but you're also very non-judgmental about people making their own choices, too. I try to be. I think that as parents, we really need to work together and respect each other. You know, and if you're just moving the needle a little bit to get healthier, more power to you, and I'm happy to help doing that. Okay, so now where can people find your blog in the cookbook? So you can find me every single day at CoolMomEats.com. One Hungry Mom is my personal blog. I'm so busy, it's hard to keep it up. But on Cool Mom Eats, I have a team of fantastic writers, and we are churning out content, helpful tips, recipes every single day, specifically for parents. You can also find us on Instagram at Cool Mom Eats. And of course, my book, Make It Easy, has a ton of tips that I hope are helpful, available at your local bookstore or at your favorite online bookstore. Okay, well, Stacey, we want to thank you for joining our show, infusing us with some healthy advice mm -hmm. and healthy snacks for our kids. We appreciate thank it. Thank you. I appreciate it, too. That was Stacey Billis. Thanks, Stacey, for your snack ideas and for dropping by the show. Be sure to check out her award-winning blog, OneHungryMama.com. You can also check out Cool Mom Eats, which is where you can get some more tips on quick and fast and fun recipes. And pick up her new book, Make It Easy. Allie, who else do we need to thank? Well, we got to thank Jill Rappaport, former Today Show correspondent and award-winning animal activist. She's the host of The Dog Bowl, which you can catch all weekend long on Animal Planet. And this show features 50 dogs, the average age of seven, who are available for adoption. So Jill, thanks for swinging by and for shining a light on these adorable senior dogs. Rachel. And finally, a big Mulberry Lane shout out to Phil Cullen of Def Leppard, your multiple musical projects. You guys have to check out his latest release, brand new blues rock album with Delta Deep called East Coast Live. And of course, the whole Def Leppard catalog has been digitalized, so you can start downloading that too. And Phil is also currently on the G3 tour with fellow guitar greats Joe Satriani and John Petrucci. This guy is one busy artist. Phil, thanks for stopping by today. Okay, guys, well, that wraps up another episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. Remember, we will be here, same time, same place, next weekend. Rain, snow, or sunshine. <laughs> you never know, but we hope you'll be here, too. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Woo! All right. Who's gonna find a missing piece and make this puzzle fit? Who's gonna miss the rocks ahead and keep the ship adrift? Who's gonna say the magic words to shake us from the dust? 
Who's gonna save it? It's gonna come down to us Who's gonna find the treasure map and lead us to the gold? Who's gonna give us answers to questions we don't know? Who prescribes the magic pill to fortify the trust? Who's gonna take it? It's gonna come down to us Who's gonna have the guts to hold on forever? 